0: Currently, I'm a college instructor and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Today we're going to be talking about dating. Before we get started, let me be a little vulnerable here. I'm almost 65 years old and I've dated. I've dated as a kid. I've dated as an adult. I've been divorced and dated uh, in between marriages. I've, uh, I have two daughters. I've observed them in their dating habits and so on. And the one thing that I will say is I have watched almost a metamorphosis in this process. The dating process. What actually happens to people while they're involved in uh, the process of dating. Dating is very uncomfortable because you're not um, in a situation where you may be dating somebody for a few months and you're trying to determine what, how they feel about you and you're trying to determine how you feel about them. And of course, we all want to put our best foot forward. I mean, you could be dating a person who, for the first few months of the relationship, you think there is. Nobody better. This person's for you. And it becomes a a situation where you really don't know the person because they're presenting to you things that you want to see in a person. You're seeing behaviors that you like in a person because they're still trying to win you over. And if you really want to get to know a person, one of the things that you have to do is be around them when they're under stress, whether it be about money, whether it be about other people, whether it be because of jealousies, whether it be because you're discovering that they're not quite as in tune to you as you thought because you want to go somewhere and they don't. And dating can produce a lot of control based upon the personality of the people involved. In other words, you're dating someone and they Don't want to do certain things and you almost give yourself away to them and you buy into their lifestyle, but that's not what you're about, but you don't want to lose the relationship. I've always believed that if you're going to lose a relationship, you lose it during the first 90 days because the longer you stay in, the harder it is to get out. And that's kind of the, the, the way it is. I mean, I've online dated. And I've, you know, you meet somebody and they send you back a response. I'm going back years now and they'd send you back a response. And then they wanted to continue to email on the dating site. And then you say, hey, wait a minute, let's. Let's start talking to one another. Maybe that'll help us get to know one another and they don't want to talk to you. That's when I end it right there because I want to talk to the person and get to know a little bit more about them through a conversation. And with our kids today, with our kids today, they have an entirely different approach to this. And as they move forward in life, They have a desire to have a meaningful relationship with a person of the opposite sex. And that becomes a real novelty. And this stuff starts right around middle school. When my middle daughter was in middle school, dating to her was talking to a person. Meaning that if this person is talking to her, they shouldn't be talking to other people. And we all know that that's a little bit off. Or dating today to some people could start off with, you know, in high school or middle school, you're texting one another. And this is like a big deal because, you know, you're texting all hours of the day and night. And you better be there when they text or they're going to think that there's something wrong. And they get into middle school and they get in to high school and they discover who they really are and the uncomfortability of it and the awkwardness of it. And it's hard because if in fact someone likes someone else, as they say in high school, and the other person shows a interest in them, what happens is is they'll do anything to maintain that sense of security because the person likes them. And, you know, there's discussions that are taking place in middle schools and high schools about who is seeing whom and who likes whom. And even people who have been away from the dating scene for a while, find this situation tremendously uncomfortable and they don't know how to do it. They really don't. If someone's been married for 20 years and then all of a sudden they get divorced, what happens? Well, you go through the the grief and the the grieving process of being divorced but then you want to get out there again and you want to see you know if there's somebody that's interested in you so you put your best foot forward like i said before and you may run through several people you go out with somebody they don't call you you go out with somebody you go out with them again you discover something about them you go out with them, they have too much to drink. You meet their friends, they're unsavory. And you don't know when to end it. And then finally you make a decision, you, know, just, you tell the person, I don't think this is going to work out. He or she seems to be the greatest in the initial stages of a relationship. But you really get to know them, I mean, really get on the inside track. And the indecisiveness of whether or not to stay or leave will cause such fear that arguments will become more common than holding hands. And we've all been through it. We've all been through this awkward stage where we're trying just so desperately to impress somebody. And I shall say it again, stress determines who a person is. Young daters, and by that I mean high school age, are more prone to being harassed and intimidated in a relationship than ever before. I had a young gal, when I was working at a high school, come down to my office in tears. She had been dating a guy, they were seniors, for three years, and he broke up with her. Now, why she came into my office, I don't know. I mean, I felt like a marriage counselor. And I called her ex-boyfriend, if you will, down to the office, and I said, what happened? And he said, look, Mr. Burns, I'm going to college. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to be away. And I just think it's a good idea if maybe we didn't see each other while I was away at college. This gives her a chance to see other people. And if something happens and I want to see somebody, I can do it. This was a smart kid. She couldn't take it. And I looked at her and I says, look, he's being honest with you. That took a lot of guts to do. But most young people don't do that. They sit home, okay, while their boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever it is, is once they graduate from high school or are off, you know, somewhere, maybe in another state, they don't know what they're doing. They All they do is sit and wait for homecoming or they wait for Thanksgiving when the person comes home. And sometimes when the person leaves, other people take an interest in the person that stays. And this kid knew that. There's a greater chance that kids who get involved with dating are going to be more prone to harassment and intimidation in a relationship than ever before. Dating produces that. Especially, especially if the feeling on the part of one person is not the same as the feeling on the part of the other person. And they continuously get phone calls. Or they went out a few times and somebody wants to become real possessive and they want this person, you know, to be with them and they want an exclusive relationship. See, it's not so much the problem of getting into a relationship it's the problem of getting out of one. And often when they try to get out they're harassed with rumors and gossip flooding the school building, potentially destroying a person's reputation. And when you think about what they fear, they fear each other. Because they don't know the reaction of this person. We don't know what it will be when they decide to break up. I've been in many school districts, and I've seen relationships that have gone south. Okay, what goes on in the school? What goes on in the community when the rumors and gossip start? And then they start sharing intimate information that went on in the relationship. Before you know it, someone is, you know, a loose person. You know, or they're cruel, or he drank too much, or whatever the case may be. At the high school level, our kids need to be taught the ins and outs of dating. You don't start off dating, you start off in a friendship. Where you get to know who the person actually is. Then you might be able to have an intimate friendship where you're hanging with the person more than you would hang with someone else. Then you may move into a relationship where you're concerned about the person and you like the person and you can be with this person even in large groups because you just feel like the two of you have this really good relationship that is worth maintaining. And then if the relationship is worth maintaining, some people then move into an intimate relationship But they have to be careful because the minute they move into that intimate relationship, that's when the wheels could fall off because that's when they may begin to get physical with one another. But that shouldn't take place until they've really gotten to know one another. It is very difficult to have a physical relationship with somebody and then break up with them. Because that physical relationship creates it's almost like duct tape where you get stuck, and part of the person stays with you, and you can't get him or her out of your mind. it becomes uncomfortable, you cry, you want to know you know you know if you're ever going to see the person again, you know, and so on it It is not good, and our kids need to be taught. That system of friendship, intimate friendship, relationship, intimate relationship. And that can go on for a long time before you hit the final stages of that intimate relationship. Kids need to be taught this. And they need to know how to read someone's motives. They have to know how to do it, and they have to know when things are not the way they would like them to be. I mean, if I have a girlfriend or I'm dating someone and it's a gal, I'm talking about even as I've gotten older, and I want to go out with her on Friday night, and she says, no, me and my girlfriends are going to a club on Friday night. If that bothers me, I don't need to date her. I don't need to sit home and worry about whether or not she's going to be with another guy that night. I need to just say the relationship's over. And I need to do it gracefully, politely, and in a caring way. Kids don't know how to do that. When the time for a breakup comes, they get shook up. They need to know how to make graceful exits. And sometimes teenagers stay in abusive relationships for many reasons. Low self-esteem is one of them. Fearing that no one will like them is another one. Not wanting to be alone is another one. Wondering, you know, who they're going to date next. Wondering why the person broke up with them. All of these. And someone who has low self-esteem and low self-confidence is going to worry more about a breakup. And often they'll do whatever it takes to stay in the relationship. They'll try to fix somebody to make them the way they want them to be. And that's not good If the person and uh, if any two people are not getting along, there's no fixing. They just don't get along. And they have to know how to get out. Dating should be a fun time, it should be an experience. That people enjoy. You go out on a date with somebody. You go to dinner. These kids in high school today, they date somebody. They date them, you know, a few times. Before you know it, whether it be the, the boy or the girl, they're practically living at the house of the other person. They don't go home. They're so concerned about what the other person's doing. So they stay with them 24-7. And in some instances, as I've discovered in speaking to high school guidance counselors, they almost live together and the parents allow it. Dating is dating. I come home, I drop you off. Or I bring you home and I drop you off, or how, however it works. And I go home. I don't stay with you. I'm not married to you. I'm 17 years old. I have no business staying at your house 24 hours a day, eating dinner there, hanging out there. And then all of a sudden the parents say, this cannot continue. He or she has to go home. Then the son or the daughter goes into a absolute fit of rage and gets all upset because now their boyfriend or girlfriend can't stay at their house. It's unhealthy to do, and it's something that we as parents have to forbid because it will be unhealthy for that child moving down the road. People get into relationships for a variety of reasons, folks. Sometimes at the high school level, they get into a relationship. They're unhappy with their parents. They can't wait. They can't wait to to go see their boyfriend or girlfriend, and they stay there all the time. It's because they're unhappy with their parents. Staying at their boyfriend or girlfriend's house isn't going to make their parents any different. What it's going to do, it's going to upset them even more. That would be the other bit of advice that I would give to a person who's dating. What's your relationship like with your parents? When you date someone, ask that question. Because if they're not getting along with their parents, rest assured they're not going to get along with you. Eventually. So dating is serious business. And we have to teach our students that they have a choice. We have to teach our children that they have a choice and to stay firm when they decide to either stay in or get out. Believe me, folks, the divorce rate is already too high. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Hey, I appreciate all my listeners. Thank you so much for being there. Please share these podcasts with other people. Visit my website, www.BullyProofClassroom.com. It's always in the episode description as a link. Just click on it. You'll be brought right to the website. I hope to be sharing more interesting podcasts with you. I try to do at least three to four a week on relevant topics that I believe will help adults and help kids and help teachers as we move forward in battling this bullying epidemic. Once again, my name is Jim Burns and thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101.